morning, handsome. Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters in sunny Oakland, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome. Today's co hosts, we got Caleb Hoffert and Hondro Ambrose. Today on the show, we discussed Scarlett Johansson's nude photos and the FBI going after the people who put them up. Would the FBI do the same thing for you? We found Luke Skywalker's planet, but no one can find his career. Uh, David Ortiz butts uh, Mayweather. Uh, can Mayweather butthead Ortiz? Who knows? We'll find out. The old lady from Happy Gilmore is dead. Sarah Palin apparently likes black dudes, but not Obama. Nicolas Cage found from a photograph to be over 150 years old. They canceled an <laughs> Avengers video game. Uh, what video game should have been canceled? We'll discuss that today on Morning Handsome. Ron Jaworski says shit on Monday Night Football. Who gives a shit? Not me. And Ron Jeremy has a new rum, Run to Jeremy. All that and more today on Morning Handsome. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and these are my co-hosts, Hondro Ambrose and Caleb Hofford. Good morning, handsome. Good morning, handsome. How you guys doing today? I'm feeling beautiful this morning. Yeah. I'm trying to let the handsome build throughout the day today. I'm gonna <laughs> peak around four. Yeah. Or oh, you have like a handsome schedule? Well, you know, I, I like to, uh, I like to save the handsome in the morning. Bit of a handsome agenda. Yeah. I like to keep, uh, to keep the agenda, keep the agenda handsome. What are some of the things that you guys like to do in the morning to, to ensure maximum handsomosity throughout the day? Masturbate. Step one. <laughs> so when you when you get out your handsome juice early on in the morning, that means that you can exude handsome uh, more throughout the day. Exactly. That's what you get now. Exactly. I just rub it all over myself like come on. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're in the room with right now. Sticky ah. cologne. I thought that was the neighbors. You know, you know that might be something I'm missing out on. You know, that might be a whole new product market that we haven't really explored <laughs> is the tactile cologne. Cologne that actually produces a real uh, feel. Not just a scent, yeah, but leaves you feeling clammy, sticky, and, um, right. and really just disgusting in general. Yeah, you can have like a uh, cactus cologne. That'd be great. Right, just right. rubbing spines. Maybe you could actually yourself. just bottle the sweat of hardworking Mexican field laborers. And then reduce it, add some kind of thickening agent, and smear it all over your body. And then I, sell it in front of Home Depot. I think I'd pay a premium for, uh, you know, Midwestern coal miner sweat. I think that'd be real good. Yeah, but it's a higher carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it so good. So, so I, you know, I, I found this. I was reading about this rum the other day. This uh, Ron De Jeremy is uh, uh, so Ron Jeremy, the uh, the epic porn star, right? Who's um, you know, it's got to be sixty five years old now. He uh, he he's he's coming out with a rum called Ron De Jeremy, uh, gag reflex optional. Um, I, <laughs> is this as though it's like a, a verb? Like you drink this and you've been Roned? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you've been wrongfully accused <laughs> of yeah. wanting this. And uh, you know, uh, they they were interviewing some you know people who had just tasted it, and they said, you know, I, it was okay having it in my mouth for a sec, but I couldn't swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's got such a wide neck, you know, you try to drink it, it just fills your mouth. You got no way you can get it all down. The bottle is actually it's very big, but contrary to popular belief, not as big as uh, everyone says. There are bigger bottles out there, which is why people don't really understand its appeal. Yeah, Ron, Ron wanted to uh, package it in you know in a in a three liter bottle. Um, but uh, the it was prohibitively expensive at, at twelve dollars for Seven Eleven to carry it. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I mean, it, it would have worked really well if it had just been, uh, you know, uh, the bottle was shaped like his body because it's perfect three liter round exactly. shape. It yeah. looks like one of those pomegranate uh, <laughs> bottles. Actually, I think Aww. that Ron Jeremy looks a little bit like Charlie Wrangle now. Um, 
more than uh, more than a porn star. He looks like he visited Charlie's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Ayo! Oh wait, no, that was he didn't own it. Or did he later? Did Charlie like obtain ownership of the Chocolate Factory? He did. He absolutely okay. did. He did. Okay. He was uh, given the the full grand owner's tour in the second book, Charlie and the Glass Elevator. Ah, see, that knowledge requires reading of books. <laughs> that was that was slightly after. Uh, Willy Wonka took all the children that didn't make the cut away in the glass elevator right. to live quietly in Never Never Land with Michael. Yeah, yeah that's the that, third book, Wonka's List. And that was yeah, that was also between those two books is when uh, all of the... <laughs> that was like a delayed reaction. That was like the, one of those... <laughs> sound effects on a sound effect gun. Well, there was the short story where, you know, uh, Veruca Pearl was uh, was very angry because it was, uh, she couldn't get promoted. You know, Wonka in the glass ceiling. No. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That's a thing. Le Grone. real. Le Grone. <laughs> so I was reading another news article this morning that was just kind of anecdotal about um, a lawyer from New York who was an assistant attorney general. Her name was Alicia Smith. She was recently suspended from her office because she'd been living a double life, uh, going by the name of Alicia uh Alicia Spark. She had been actually working as a dominatrix at S&M festivals and privately. And um, the reason that she was suspended was not because she was making uh, uh, her, she was spending her evenings whipping people, but actually because in order for in order for you to hold down another job where you earn more than a thousand dollars a month. Um, in the attorney general's office, you have to report it to the attorney general's office. So it was her side income from whipping people. Um, no, to be fair, I can't imagine a, a better person to be a dominatrix than a mm-hmm. lawyer. Yeah. Really. Well, it actually wasn't the attorney general's office that was upset. It was the dominatrix office that was like, no, 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 no. This is a respectable place, okay? We don't want any liars here. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know. A 36-year-old hot attorney... Who you know doubles as a, a, a dominatrix? I mean, that's kind of a that's a pretty that's a pretty exciting story. That's I have a, to say. I gotta say, mm. that's a pretty hot combination. Yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely. <laughs> had to put an attorney general's warning on her rack, you know. <laughs> she always gets the confession. I wonder, do the attorney general and like the surgeon general do they hang out like and uh, you know just have general talk? Well, they go to the general's fried chicken. Okay. Do they have to wear oh, like, they just military went... uniforms, though? I assume they met at the general store. Mm. 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 Yes. Mm. yes. That's the only place they're allowed to shop, and only they are allowed to shop there. It's like, Mr. Patton? Or, I'm yeah. sorry, General Patton? Good to see you. Oh, they a... got a special on grapes. It's it's General, General Patton's like Bernie sitting in a chair in the corner, and they just like kind of have his oh, hand you, on the string. Yeah, there was the a world, real yeah, Bernie. The there was a real weekend at Bernie's. Oh. There were these three gentlemen driving around in, in a car, um, and one of the, they were partying, hanging out. One of the men expired, and this man happened to be the one that had more money than the other gentleman. So the other gentleman, uh, like, took the dude's credit cards and drove to a couple establishments, so Mexican restaurant, a couple of bars, a, a strip club, and used this guy's the credit highlights. card. Yeah, all the, the best places you yeah. want to go. Get a little truly, vagina, truly get a little vagina, <laughs> and get a vagina. And um, he was dead the whole time, and they just, you know, spent his money. It happens more often than you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> usually, it's just, usually it's just called some bitch. And <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. Um, Weekend at Bernie's 3 really happened in real life. And, uh, Weekend, no, it's Weekend at Bernie's 3 road trip. Right. <laughs> Real world weekend at Bernie's. So uh, I did get to see the end of this fight the other day. Um, 
the oh, uh, Ortiz, Ortiz and Mayweather. And, Mer- Mer- and I mean, it happened really fast. Uh, you know, Floyd. So, so for those of you who didn't get to catch it, what happened was that uh, in the fourth, uh, in the fourth round, uh, Ortiz actually started to make some ground against Floyd Mayweather, who was the the heavy favorite. Um, and Can we all take turns trying to say his name, Mayweather. 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 I figure you make it shorter, it's probably more... Floyd Mayweather Jr. Okay, all right. Sorry, continue, Mr. So Floyd Mayweather Jr. was up against the ropes. David Ortiz actually making some progress, landing landing four punches in sequence, not really seeming to do much impact or to accomplish much uh, as far as Mayweather standing. He headbutted him in apparent frustration. The ref separated them, deducted one point from Ortiz for the headbutt, Ortiz extended his gloves to apologize uh, in a sort of seeming apology, and Mayweather, taking the opportunity, landed a quick left, and in the while Ortiz was dazed, wound up and landed a heavy right-handed punch, which took Ortiz down to the canvas. After after the uh, after the the bout, you know, many everybody was saying that it was kind of a sucker punch, and uh, Mayweather was hearing none of it, yelling at everyone who would bring it up, uh, almost starting a fight with the uh, uh, ring announcer Larry Merchant. Um, trying to quickly dis- detract from the possibility that he had won the fight uh, unhappily. Anyway. Hmm. It's interesting. I love it when it's something like the sport is boxing. The sport is like just beating the shit out of someone. And, and then like when someone beats the shit out of someone in a way that is like considered uncouth, like, no, 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 no. That is, that is just not civilized. Like really, that's not civilized. I thought the whole thing of just like stripping men down to their boxers and making them beat each other for money was the uncivilized part. But if, oh, that specific 30 seconds of fighting was really the one that just like broke the camel's back, then fine, go for it. But in general, I think boxing is just pretty much a despicable sport. But uh, this um, this is a perfect example of why people watch it because we we love as human beings we love this kind of stuff, right? Well, you know, I mean, it's uh, Colonel Kurtz got it in Apocalypse Now. You yeah, know? we're all we're all just pretending that uh, that we can be better than uh, you know we're, we're killing each other, but you know we're going to be civilized about it. Mm. No, it's not how it works. Also, if, um... just wanted to say. I'd probably be develop some pretty antisocial tendencies if my name was Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd Jr. <laughs> Floyd! Floyd, it's your mother! I will headbutt the shit out of you, Mom! Oh my gosh. Junior. Realize Floyd Sr. was also a boxer. <laughs> so it's a it's a multi-generational family of Floyds. I haven't ever met a Floyd with good teeth. Have you ever seen a Floyd who actually had straight teeth? I've never met one. I don't think I've ever actually met a Floyd. Floydian. That was a Floydian. Well, I met Floydians. <laughs> oh, we'll be right back on Morning Handsome. on Morning Handsome, coming at you from MorningHandsome.com and Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Oakland, California. Happy to have my um, co-host from uh, Team Handsome, Andro Ambrose and uh, Caleb Hoffert here in the studio. How are you doing, guys? 
Still feeling fine. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that 30 seconds of break did not change your mood whatsoever, is, is what we're saying. No, I was kind of disappointed by the music you chose to play, but other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm holding steady. It's cool. We'll, we won't even probably use that music in the final version because we don't have clearance for that. So <laughs> it's a good song, but they won't let us use that. Um, so this is something we really need to talk about because uh, it's awesome. So basically, they have discovered a planet that revolves around a binary sun system. It's called a circumbinary. Circumbinary. And okay. It's called a star system. There's only one sun. Okay. okay. All right. So anyway, it's like the thing from Star Wars. You guys are snickering at me. <laughs> like you're cool because you know about science. Well, it's better than knowing uh, every line from every original Star Trek episode. Uh, I would not know that either. That that see even even for a love of like things uh, you know franchisey and nerdy, even that's too sciencey. Even fake science is too sciencey <laughs> well, for me. Well, I mean, so I, I don't know if you actually are familiar with the Kepler telescope, Lee, but it is, it's a telescope named Kepler. I'm well, very it's a familiar with it. Space-based telescope uh, installation that is designed and oh, and I couldn't sleep. No, there it is. That was it. Yeah, it's about as much. The search for habitable worlds, Lee. Oh, oh, the search yeah. okay. for worlds Sorry. beyond our solar system that could support life. That's cool. where your great-grandchildren great cool. are going to live. Yeah, nice, exactly. nice. They are going to live on Tatooine. Nice. <laughs> In case you guys and they're going to look like Jawas. Tatooine is the planet that Luke Skywalker is from in, in the Star Wars movies. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and so this fucking telescope. <laughs> so this telescope found a planet that looks like uh, looks like the Star Wars planet Tatooine. Because Tatooine has two suns. This planet has two suns. Lee is only really excited about this because it was on the Huff Post, as labeled as "We found Tatooine." No, and it was at least forty-five point font. <laughs> I saw it on Google News Alert. All right. And if I have to hear that Huffington Post has large font to joke one more time. So if you're out there in podcast land and you have a Google News Alert set for Tatooine, you're listening to the right program. I actually had it set for Coruscant, but Google was really smart and figured out, you're like, yeah, this retard just wants a Star Wars planet being real. <laughs> Pretty pretty smart that 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 Coruscant Google News alert. Yeah, yeah. That's very odd. Yeah. yeah. It seems unlikely we're going to find a, uh, a habitable planet that is already habited. That already a looks like Manhattan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have Google, planet of Manhattan. I have Google News alerts set up for uh, the meeting of fantasy and politics um, as Hatton. well. I just have Michelle Bachman set as a. Uh, oh my God, she <laughs> is like a strange alien creature. Yeah. Speaking of dumb cunts in politics, uh, Sarah Palin, oh. like a new book just came out. That's my show. I can say cunt if I want. More like loose cunts in politics. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, dude. Her husband is not. No, but her. she he wasn't. But uh, the entirety of that basketball team was. <laughs> Ayo. Oh. I think I think we all need to know uh, what exactly you're referring to. Oh yeah, so Sarah Palin. There's this new book just came out about Sarah Palin, um, and it. Like, it's gotten slammed by both the left and the right by kind of just being like a petty book, which is exactly why, like, it's great. And one of the things in it... Is um, anyone expecting anything other than pettiness from her? It is really? about her. To the person's credit, it's only petty because of the subject, not the <laughs> writing. So anyway, so this guy, uh, McGinnis, uh, Joe McGinnis, who's the author of this um, scathing uh, book, uh, who set up shop, you know, he bought, like, he rented a house uh, across... 
like a neighbor to uh, to Sarah Palin's house in Wasilla, um, actually on this little lake where they had a property. He rented the house that was nearby, and there was a big stink at the time because um, the the Palins built. You know, once they found out he was there, they built this giant fence next to their house, and they they topped it so like a twelve foot tall fence um, to keep him from being able to see their home. So he just looked like. The guy in Home Improvement whenever they saw him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Wilson was standing there. And, yeah. It was so so yeah. So he's been he's been living there for like a year. He lived there for like a year and trying to dig up dirt. And and what's interesting about that book, I feel like, is that the people reason people don't um, the reason people on the the maybe those who would agree with the claims made in the book are unhappy about it is that he, he he's very vague about his sources with things. It's always mm. a friend said this or I I saw this on a scrawled on a bathroom you know wall or you know i and it, and it's nothing to his credit so is sarah palin and be like yeah, this is this is how i feel about something and be like what you know what's your source like uh you know the good people of alaska god what? my heart my retarded kids like those are her sources yeah but i'm, I'm pretty sure that's why uh she wasn't elected in the first place <laughs> yeah to anything I totally think, I mean, I absolutely believe that everything that I've heard about that book is possibly true. That she would do, that she would Strong do, claims. Strong she, claims. That she would do cocaine off the top of an oil drum while snowboarding. I got a, I have a, I have a question. How can you do cocaine while snowboarding? I mean, first How off, there's wind. Not, Secondly, you know? it's white. I, I would easily lose it in the snow. I would just be snorting up powder. I mean, you know, the wrong kind. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, Maybe she stopped snowboarding and then did it, and then I would imagine you would. Yeah, I would imagine you would not want to have a high rate of velocity. I yeah. find that I find that velocity and cocaine <laughs> together is a bad mix. Yes, yeah. it tends to be a waste of about fifty dollars at a time. Unless yeah. it's the movie Terminal Velocity, starring Charlie Sheen, during the filming of which I'm sure he did lots of cocaine. <laughs> he is so funny and bipolar. I'm, I, it's amazing to me because he's, he's back him, now. Didn't they? They well, but he's he's you know he came he was on the Tonight Show or something uh, last week and and he was talking to. Uh, you know whoever whoever has the big chin on that show, and um, and he was saying, oh yeah, no, I was losing, and Tiger Blood, you know, I was just kidding, and I thought that this, you know, I was just giving people what they wanted, and uh, that was it. They want him to be mentally unstable. Yeah, that's exactly. what we want. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. Well, he's he's kind of right though. Yeah. Oh, he was absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, evidenced by the fact that we all ate it up. I mean, I don't mean the three of us in this room, but I just mean like. People who consume things. Oh, know. people! I was if if the torpedo of truth tour had come to uh, Oakland, that's what he was maybe calling. like that's somewhere within walking call. distance. That was what he was calling it, the torpedo of truth. If if it had come maybe within walking distance of my home, I might have considered it. You might have considered calling the police and telling yeah, exactly. them that Charlie Sheen was in your neighborhood. <laughs> you might have cons- you might have considered jumping into your Undersee Boden riding over there. Yes, I always take a German submarine when I go see subpar comics perform. <laughs> and then make sure that Wolfgang Peterson makes a three-hour movie about the whole thing. Oh, man. It, and we found out some sad news today, um, which is that the old lady from Happy Gilmore is dead. And, What's her name? Um, I don't know, but... If Peter Pants was cool, then she'd be Miles Davis. No, that's that's the right. old lady not from Miles Billy Madison. I'm Damn sure it. she's dead too. Uh, Wait, it's just, right. <laughs> it's not the same. It's movie. just a trail of old lady in um, Adam Sandler movie tears. I like that you took the time to write that as a note onto the uh, outline for today's show, but you didn't actually include her name. Or yeah, because if that. I said like Peaches B. Hollister died, people would be like, who the fuck is that? 
And um, I knew that if I said Old Lady from Happy Gilmore, people would know who that is. Clearly not, though, because obviously I completely <laughs> was wrong. <laughs> you just thought it was Little Lady from no, another o- one. Old Lady from some movie that he was in at that time. Anyway, um, just, a, just a sad reminder that people are old. And when they are, they means that they're not going to live for very much longer. <laughs> Do we'll we be right back. <laughs> All right, and we're back on Morning Handsome. And I, and I just want to say, uh, I, since we are going to take a moment to observe the passing of, of the lovely mom from Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, her, you found her name, didn't her you? Her name was Frances Bay, born January 23rd, 1919, uh, in Winnipeg, Canada. Mother of Michael Bay. <sighs> then it's really not a tragedy that she died. No, and it, and it, and if that, if that were true, and if you are mourning Francis Bay's trap uh, passing, you can make donations to save the bay. <laughs> it's kind of a moot point, but uh, the money will be used for probably cocaine. You know? Yeah, probably, mm-hmm. probably. And we will do it, but we will do it off of her dead body. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or if she's been cremated, we'll just mix them with the ashes and just inhale some bay. Mm. Nice, nice. Just make sure not to do it in the snow with Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> So, did you guys see this picture? Oh, that's so gross. They posted up this picture of someone from <laughs> 1870, and the photo just looks exactly like Nicolas Cage. So, if you're in front of a pooter or whatever device you're on to listen to this show, just Google search <laughs> Nicolas Cage 1870 photograph, and there's this picture of a guy from the 1870, and he looks exactly like Nicolas Cage. Which is bringing up the question, Nicolas Cage, is he a vampire? Why or why not? Or maybe he's just uh, an immortal from Scotland. True. Yeah. All Scottish people are immortal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at Sean Connery still around. Yes, exactly. He is. I mean, not he, he was, you know, he lived back in the day of Highlander and, um, and also in the future of Zardoz. 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 <laughs> Let's all say it at the same time. I'm going to count down from three. Three... Two, one. Jardosh. Jardosh. Oh, that was power. <laughs> okay, so um, right She's after we... Velvet. Okay, right after we all just said Zardoz in a Sean Connery voice at the same time, like, um, the recording software just stopped. It was like, it couldn't handle it. It was too much handsome for the Mac to handle. <laughs> too much handsome. It couldn't handle three Sean Connery's in one. It's like... <laughs> It's like I don't know how to mix this. Oh, I haven't I haven't moved on from uh, Frances Bay yet. I'm just very entertained by her. She's got f- sixty years of filmography here. I mean, I could do this all day. Um, yeah. So we figured out that she was born in um, the same year that women got the right to vote. Uh, the year before, actually. Wait, no, no she was born in nineteen nineteen nineteen. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. Did you guys see that any of the pictures from that Reno air crash? Yeah, it was horrible. That was ridiculous. No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, so there, there was a crash at the Reno Air Show. The guy who's like Killed a 75-year-old pilot um, who's a major stunt, you know, excellent stunt pilot, like one of the, the, the legends of the, the field. Yeah. And he basically just had some kind of crazy thing happen right when he was doing a quick flyby by the stands. The plane just veered straight into the stands and crashed mm-hmm. um, at full speed. 
uh, just incinerating into the grandstand. Nine people were killed, including the pilot. Uh, They were saying like 70 people were injured. Uh, People lost limbs. Um, There was just arms and legs scattered around. The whole time, that short guy from the Rocketeer said, Don't worry, folks, it's all part of the show. show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, speaking of things going down during like a sporting event. The Giants? um, What? The Giants going down their res- <laughs> respect in the rest of the world. Well, they're they're making progress. They're coming back. They're coming yeah, back. Yeah, they've, yeah. Been, they've been winning. They, all of a sudden, they figured out uh, how to hit the baseball. Oh, that is the object, or one of the objects of of the baseball is to hit the baseball. What was their main issue? Was yeah. So Ron Jarowski, um, who is like a, a Monday Night Football guy, he is he said, making? Uh, is he putting out some rum too? <laughs> yeah, him and Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Are putting out, they're taking football sweat and semen <laughs> and combining them to to make a, a it's Ron's Jinrowski. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be real good. So he said shit on Monday Night Football. Um, so I don't really know why that's a big deal because can't you you can say shit on like table on, on TV now? I guess not on network TV like Monday Night Football. That's ABC, right? All right, so um, let's talk about something that's actually kind interesting. of like, interesting. Yeah, exactly. The Scarlett Johansson nude photos. She feels very, like, defiled right now. I mean, it's not like she sent them to somebody and, like, they got up on the internet. No, her phone was hacked into. But but here's the thing. Now, if someone hacked into your phone, Caleb, and took, like, a dick pic that you had there and, like, put it on the internet... That's pretty much all that's on my phone, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, what would happen if you called the FBI and told them to investigate this? Let's do... Actually, let's imitate this. Caleb, I'll be an FBI agent. You're going to call me up, okay? Bring, bring, bring. Hello, this is the FBI. Uh, yeah, my, um, my phone was hacked into and my penis is all over the internet. Can I put you on hold? But I mean, no. I mean, it's it, the FBI has the worst hold music. Hello, uh, hi. Is this is this the Dick Internet Penis Picture uh, Division? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to put you on hold for one second, I, but, please. No, but no, I already. But... It's like calling the IRS. Hello, this is the FBI. How can I help you? Yeah. Okay. Somebody hacked my phone, and my penis is on the internet. And what would you like us to do about I, this? I want my penis not to be on the internet. I just want it in my pants. Can I put you on hold for a second? Oh, mm. come on. Mm. That's mm. it. Forget mm. it. Mm. Oh. oh, hey, we're getting oh, a call. I got we're a call. This is the FBI. Wait. You've reached the FBI automatic re- automated reporting system for <laughs> penis actual- internet pictures. Hello, you've reached the FBI's automated penis picture hotline. You'd like to what? The penis, you'd like to make a submission to the penis pictures. Can I put you on hold for a second? Yes, this is the FBI uh, penis division. Yeah, sir, sir, you're you're not on hold anymore. Can we? Uh, you're, you've reached the FBI penis division. Uh, may, may I help you today? Uh, yeah, I wanted to submit a, a picture. Oh, you're actually in the penis detractor uh, uh, subtraction division. So let's uh, let me let me go ahead and put you on the. Uh... Okay, we gotta put you on hold. Yeah. When you put penises together, they can be subtracted. Actually, it's amazing. I, exponential penis is really the uh, the exciting the exciting new foundry for penis. You've reached the FBI automated reporting system for internet hacking. If you've been the victim of a hack. 
press 1. If your penis is on the internet, press 2. If your vagina is on the internet, press 3. Um, hey, Sean, you, you just called into Morning Handsome. Um, so, yeah, we were doing a fake call of what would happen if one of us tried to call in and submit the fact that there was a dick pic on the uh, internet of us and how we would get treated as opposed to... Okay. Yep. 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 Good. Yep. Because I've asked the FBI to investigate those dick pics you sent to me. Oh, yep. 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 To be honest, to be fair, that wasn't really my penis. That was that was a twelve-year-old. Okay. Hey, we're doing the show right now. I mean, you could come over and join us for the if you can make it. We're going to be recording for fifteen more minutes, but. All right, well, hit me up when you're done. Uh, all right, I'll make my way up there. You guys enjoyed the last 15 minutes, last 15 minutes morning anthem. Okay, well, we won't waste any more on this phone call. No, please don't. All right, bye-bye. So anyway, so the point is, like, the, the, the point is that the FBI is fucking investigating, like, a butt picture on the Internet. And, like, the thing is, like, yes, I understand, Scarlett Johansson, you feel very wronged and upset, but, like, it doesn't even have to be a man. Like if, like, let's say, like you know, my my girlfriend hey, uh, got hacked into. I'm gonna make a phone call. I just wanna. I just thought it. You know, I'm just gonna call my grandma real quick. Okay. Thought we were gonna call the FBI. Well, I just figured since we were making phone calls, I was just gonna make a okay. quick call to my grandma. Uh, this is this is a this hello. is a it's a talk show. We take calls on the show. Yeah. I, I just realized that I was supposed to call her today. And okay. I, you know, since we we're just taking calls, yeah, okay, we should call somebody. Yeah, you know, I miss my sister's birthday. I could yeah, call her. You should her give her a call right now. Yeah. yeah. We take calls here. It on makes, it makes, uh, hi, Grandma. How are you? Makes great podcasting. Grandma. Hello. Is she on? Put her on. She doesn't pick. She like she thinks she picks up the phone. and She hangs it up. She's screening her call. Grandma, then. Let's oh. all call grandmas. No, we're, we're serious. We're gonna call my grandma. Right Let's now. call grandma. I'm calling grandma. Contacts grandma. Game and I find it more interesting to talk to my grandma than listen than talk to Sean. <laughs> Excellent point. At least your grandma shows up when she's supposed to do a podcast. Right. All right. Well, I'm. <laughs> we're calling my grandma right now. Gra- grandma. I, I'm hoping G. grandma's still at church today. You're listening to Morning Handsome on MorningHandsome.com. We're conferencing our grandmas. Oh, uh, my grandma's going to voicemail. She might pick up midway through. Please leave your message after the tone. When done, hang up. Or press the pound key. Hi, Grandma. I was just calling you again. I know I missed you the other day. I hope you're doing good. Uh, I wonder if you're at church. Um, just wanted to call and say that I love you. I hope you're having a good day. And uh, give me a call back. My phone number is 408-529-8140. We're going to want to edit that out so that the uh, internet people can't uh, call you. You're going to be famous. Oh, I'm sure no one's going to want to listen to any of this. Oh, no. He's, <laughs> we're going to be, we're gonna be famous. Anytime you put a number on the internet, you know. That's just how oh, her works. phone number. I thought you meant like this whole sequence. <laughs> like, like Lee's cell phone number, 925-451-3691. Oh, you can call that. No one answers anyway. Or Lee's address and uh, his fears. Mm, People mm. wonder why I never pick up my phone because this is my genetic encoding. He's it's afraid my... of love. Oh, you know God, what? Turns out I does don't not have, have an Caleb's machine. number in here, so I can't actually give it out over the internet. Okay. I'm safe. It's did you just give bad. out my phone number? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Hey, call me up. I won't answer. And I let them know uh, that you're afraid of commitment. 
You can tell them that. Just don't tell Chelsea. Jesus. So is Rusty, is, is this a real Chelsea that Rusty's dating? Or is this a Canadian Chelsea? I'm pretty sure he... Okay. So... If you're a Canadian, does so that mean Lee you're not says, a real person? So Lee's, friend, Lee's cousin comes over and he's like... And Lee's like... Yeah, you know, da 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 da. My girlfriend Chelsea and Rusty goes, "Oh, I'm dating a girl named Chelsea too." And you're like, and, and, uh, and just just to give you an idea, uh, Lee's cousin's definitions of things tend to vary and differ from reality. Based everyone else's definition. Yeah. Well, normally people think of things that they you know like as factual they they actually happen or exist. <laughs> and, and Rusty, it's kind of like. That doesn't necessarily... It's not necessarily true. Um, yeah. His yeah. hallucinations are very potent and real to him. Factual. Very factual yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we all park at the same BART parking lot. Uh, both um, me and uh, Rusty and then Sean, who we also talked to. Um, the same parking lot over by West Oakland BART. And the guy... The by the way, BART's not a person. Uh, it's a train. It's a train. It, yes. Bay Area Rapid Transit. And there's this guy who's the proprietor of this place, and he has the biggest hands I've ever seen. Like, no, no, seriously, like his hands look like he got like got stuck under like a metal presser thing in like a cartoon where that kind of thing happens. Like his two thumb, like his one thumb is like two thumbs put together, For, like the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Like when something like that happens, like a big hand smushing. Does this hand, handy story have a point? Yes. So anyway, so Rusty's car was there, and I was walking there with, with Chelsea, my lady friend, and uh, I was like, do you have a pen? And she's like, yeah. And I just wrote, you're gay, on a piece of paper and put it on um, his car. And like the guys who were like running the place were like, came up to me like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Th- I'm just telling my cousin that he's gay uh, with this note. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And he called me like hours later, and I hear like all the guys at the parking lot like laughing in the background. <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, did you even know this says I'm gay in your car?" And I said, "They could tell you're gay just by did looking you at your, your car." <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest thing is that like the guys at the <clears throat> the guys at the lot apparently like just really came to like. Um, Rusty's defense in like a really weird way like no man no man don't let that guy fuck with you no one who parks here is gay no gay people park here we don't let no gays park here you park here you're not gay if you park here you're not gay all the gays they're not in West Oakland they're in East Oakland and, was, and he was like saying that as like a defense that these okay, guys man. are cool and I was like oh so they're really horribly homophobic and they don't let gay men park at their parking lot is that your point? Yeah. So, so how did you find the Giant Hands parking lot? I mean like Giant Hands parking services Oh, um, actually, um, my boss at work. You're in good hands with giant with, with hands. Giant hands. Big hands and no You're in the good wand. hands because you can't avoid it. They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> You're in big hands with Allstate. Big hands. This is so, I can't believe we're, we wasted like the last five minutes. We've been, yeah, we've been talking, talking about this. Why do we have to stop now. talking? I mean, who cares? It's just going to keep, we can just keep going. I just know, but I'm, I'm giving myself a hard out at, at an hour. We got a hard out. Why is that? Because because we're playing radio, and when you play radio, there's rules. One of them is we have a hard out. Lee's rules he created in his own mind. Yep. Morning anthem should be recorded at least some part part of the time in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Rule one. We started in the morning. We started in the morning. Rule um, two: No more taking calls while holding your iPhone up. To no, the that no. We are that definitely. We're, no, yeah. we are definitely continuting to do that. Okay, well, we gotta have a better system for taking calls. Can there at least be rule two of not calling our grandmothers on the show? No, 
Can it be rule three of not having Sean call in the next time? If Sean calls, we don't answer. Either either he gets his ass in this room or he doesn't get on the show. Considering that he's less than a mile away right now, and he has been for hours, I don't see any excuse for taking calls from him. Like, he shouldn't be able to phone it in from a block away. Okay? Like, that's just lazy. And it's, it's not as though... It's not as though he's doing something important. He's at Whole Foods waiting for us to call him. Yeah. He said he's he was like, oh, I didn't get chilling at a grocery store. Okay? Let's just put this in perspective. He said he was chilling at a grocery store. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Morning Handsome coming at you from Handsome Headquarters in sunny Oakland, California. Available on the web at morninghandsome.com and liberalguiltradio.org. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, your host. These are my co-hosts, Caleb Hoffert. Adios. And Hondro Ambrose. See you next week. We will see you next week here on MorningHandsome.com. <laughs>